0: Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being back on Black Canvas Season 10. I have an amazing special guest here on the show. His name is Chris Nicholas, and he is 27 years old. He's a UK professional singer, songwriter, and producer, and I'm a huge fan of his. He's done a lot of great things, not only in the UK, but I was able to find him on Instagram, and I was like, this guy has to be on the show. I'm so excited to have Chris here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Mom. Thank you very much.
0: No problem at all, Chris. So I have some questions for you, and I created some of them with some titles that I think you might know. So if you're ready, I want to kind of jump and dive deep into some of these questions and get your honest answer to each one.
1: Yeah, let's do it, Mom.
0: All right, so the first question I have for you is Writings on the Wall is the title. So if you could have only one quote to live by for the rest of your life, What would you choose as that quote? And if you had to put it in an actual room, what room would it actually be in in your home?
1: I think um, mental health is very important to me. Um, And uh, a kind of quote and a, a motto that I live by is you always become who you needed when you were younger. So obviously you go through situations, you go through things in life. And when you get older, you're usually kind of You're kind of dealing with them or you're knowing how to deal with them a lot better than you was when you were a kid. So, yeah, you you always become who you needed when you were younger. Like, if I could go back and I could help myself when I were 10, I think I'd be all right. Do you know what I mean? I do know what
0: you mean. I mean, and you know the funny thing, Chris, is I'm a licensed professional counselor full time.
1: All right. Okay.
0: So I totally understand. Like when you talk about mental health and wellness, I think that's a great quote to live by. Um I know for me, one of my favorite quotes is, "If you don't make time for your wellness, you'll have to make time for your illness."
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, if you if you if you're poorly, if you've got a cold, then you'll go to the doctor. So if you're not if you're not well mentally, then why not go see a therapist or a counsellor? It's It works exactly the same for me. Your mental health is just important as your physical health at the end of the day. So, you know, 100%.
0: So, can you tell me? I know there's differences, I know in the UK and the United States with, you know, different, I guess, you know, we have ethical bylaws, things that we follow, but I know just differently when we have different cultures and experiences. So, is there anything specific maybe in the UK? Um, that goes on as relates to therapy or individual sessions that might be a little different than the United States that you might know
1: um, I mean for mental health wise you can you can go through the NHS um, which is free in England um, you can go through the NHS and look to get booked into a you can do like CBT you can have therapy and counseling and whatnot. Um, depends really what you want your doctors if you go to the doctors and you let them know they will usually refer you but the waiting list in the end for the nhs is like humongous it's ridiculous so um i'd suggest i'd suggest go go in private um if you do have any mental health concerns or if you need to speak if you need counseling or therapy go private it's it's not cheap but it's worth it. At the end of the day, there's, there's no price tag you can put on your mental health. So, yeah, I'd say going private and, and alongside that, looking after yourself. I always say that, you know, going to therapy and going to counselling is fine, but it's your brain and you're the only one that can fix it. Because it's inside, you, it's within you to be able to fix it. So some people need the push and some people need tips and and someone to speak to and whatnot through therapy and counselling. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's on you. As much pressure as that sounds, it's your brain and it's only you that can fix those problems. So living a healthy lifestyle and being able to have your space when you need it, being able to enjoy things like your hobbies getting out, going for a walk in the woods, making music, whatever it is, you need to treat yourself as well. You need to you need to look after yourself at the end of the day. But um, yeah, in the UK, I'd definitely suggest going private if you're looking at counselling or therapy
0: 100%. I love that. And it kind of segues into my next question, which is the title, My Mind. And I know there's many challenges that people face as it relates to mental health, and COVID-19, of course, is one of the biggest pandemics we've seen in recent years. Do you mind kind of explaining, like, what were some of the effects you experienced during COVID?
1: I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, I, I kind of, I worked on a farm during COVID. Um, and I, I, I genuinely, I feel like that, Was possibly the best thing that made me a better person, if I'm honest with you, because I wouldn't have done that otherwise. But being able to be outside all the time, constantly busy, fixing building, you know, looking after maintaining livestock, chickens, pigs, everything like I feel like during COVID was probably the best time for my mental health. Actually, it gave me a break and it gave me a It gave me a, I don't know, I went outside all the time. So it just, it made me a lot better Did COVID, if I'm honest. So it had a, it had not a negative, a positive impact on my mental health Did COVID, unlike quite a lot of people. But, you know, I was stuck in an environment where, you know, I I quite enjoyed it. So I think COVID were quite good for my mental health, to be be honest.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of times when you talk about COVID-19, people immediately go into the negative. But I think there were a lot of positives that also happened. I always said there was an interconnectedness that many of us had during this time because we were faced with a lot of tragedy and a lot of adversity. And so it gave everyone the opportunity to try to get closer to themselves, their families, to talk about concerns and issues that may have existed. And then, like you said, finding hobbies and finding activities that maybe you didn't partake in as often, or maybe now you're able to appreciate it differently because you're experiencing it on a different platform.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: I love that. So let's kind of go to my next part I have for you. The question is lucky charm. So we know in different cultures and different parts of the world, there are different like lucky charms or symbols of ideas that people have that maybe bring them good luck. Is there one item or one symbol that you hold dear to you that has like brought you good fortune?
1: So I have a, I have a, I have a ring on at the moment. Um, it was my uncle's ring. Um, he passed. He passed away when I was ten, and it's something that I don't wear very often. But in times of like, do you know if I'm feeling a little, a little bit down or I, I feel like I need some guidance or a little bit of a boost, I'll usually put it on, and it it kind of motivates me almost. So it's not. It, it's nothing special. It's nothing. It's it's just a titanium ring, a simple plain titanium ring. It's probably worth about twenty pounds, if that. But the sentimental value to me, and the way it makes me feel when I have it on is worth more than anything. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say the ring is a hundred percent.
0: I love that. And, and it reminds me of something I had from my youth that really means a lot to me. I had a Clash ring from high
1: school yeah.
0: and like, well, in high school, I was definitely a lot skinnier than I am now, so I can't even put it on my pinky finger now, but <laughs> I remember it, and so that was one of the one things I did keep from, um, I was a survivor of hurricanes Katrina and Rita in New Orleans and Lake Charles, Louisiana, oh, wow. and so those experiences were really life-changing for me at, at that age. I was 20 years old when I experienced both, but I'll never forget um, having that ring, and so I actually found it in my drawer. Um, I left it in there and I was like, oh, wow, I forgot I had this ring still because well, I don't wear it anymore. But it, it still means a lot to me because this was the last ring ceremony I had. Um, oh, this was right before my grandfather passed away. So it was one of those moments where I remember having support and family there. and they remember how hard I worked yeah. to be able to get to that fourth year of high school to graduate. So I, I love that, that you have that sentimental um, you know, reasoning behind that that item, but that it meant a lot to you.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. It's very special to yeah. me.
0: So, speaking of your younger self, I know you said earlier if you could give your younger self, like, advice. So, if you could give your younger self advice, what would you tell the younger version of Chris?
1: Sing. Sing like never before. Sing as much as you can. All the time. Everywhere. Do everything you can. Because the the thing is, I had a late start in music. So... I say late start, usually people are growing up and they can sing and, you know, they're, they're trained when they're younger or they're going to vocal lessons when they're younger. I only decided I wanted to do music. We were, were at school, actually, and I were in year 11, which is the last year of high school, so I was 16. Um, And I was singing a little bit of a Sheeran, and someone said, do you know what, you sound quite good singing that. So I went home, I picked up my guitar, learned to play guitar, and then I'm I I did music at A level which is a level three. I'm not sure what that is in America, but um, it's a good qualification. So I did a qualification in music after that. And like I said, I only started at 16, like started singing. So it's been, what, 10 years now. And to be fair, I started singing at at school. I went to university um, and I dropped out of uni and I didn't sing for a, quite a while. It's only the last probably two years that I've actually been singing again um before before that two years i didn't do anything major i didn't release any tracks i didn't have a spotify i didn't have you i didn't upload anything to youtube but this last two years has just been like the kind of most important for me so i think if i could give myself any advice when i were younger is i'd i'd say brush up on your music theory learn music production i wish i just had the knowledge i I want to have the knowledge I have now when I was younger, that'd have been perfect because I'd have been grafting, I'd have been I'd have been a lot further than I am now. So I'd have just given my I'd just given myself all the information I know now pretty much.
0: I, I love that you said that too, because I feel like um when we think of like having a lot of tutelage and, and support and knowledge, I always say knowledge is power and when we talk about the music industry for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, being able to have those resources there, but also having people who can train you and give you those tools. The one thing I will say, especially about the music industry has shifted so much within the last 20 years. Um, I remember when I was younger in my early teen years and how people wanted to just be a part of these big record companies and just wanted to make sure they had the, the, the hottest album. But now we are in a singles market now where um, you're seeing a lot more, unless you're like the Adele's or Taylor Swift's or Beyonce's, you know, of course, they can do albums and it's going to get a lot of attention pretty quickly. But if you're starting out or independent artists or you are beginning your career, you know, there's many platforms you can use. What if it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube? And it's almost like you have to be an all in one, um, entertainer, performer, marketer, like doing things for yourself. Because we're in a saturated market where there's that three to five second window where people will flip to the next video, the next song. And so you really have to stand out in certain ways yeah. to to make a mark for yourself, even if you are one of the most talented artists in the world. So I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Of, hey, if I would have started earlier, I would have had some more, you know, maybe knowledge or ability. But the great thing is in 2023, We do have so many platforms out there where you can still market and stream and and make a name for yourself. And then that can lead to like tours, merchandising and other things as well. Yeah. So I I love that as well. And like I said, you're doing a great job. You have an amazing talent. So that's that's the most important
1: thing. Thank you, bro. I I always say this. it's, It's an awkward one is is. I do all my own... So at home, I have a three-bedroom house and I turned one of my bedrooms into a studio. So I produce all the songs that you hear, I produce. All the songs you hear, I record. And all the songs you hear, I write. I do everything. I do literally all my artwork, everything on my own, because I feel like I, I, I kind of found this out quite quickly that I can't really rely on other people in the industry to do these things for me, like sending me beats, And then it comes, and it's not exactly how I wanted it, or it's 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 not it's not for me, you know. And I'm wasting my time there. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna learn to produce, and I just do everything myself. But I feel like even even with talent, talent's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. When I go and I play at a a venue or or a a bar or like a a cool little jazz lounge or whatever, it's it's the the reception I get's beautiful. Like it's real. I get some really good feedback, and you know, people love what I do. But at the same time. That's all well said and done. But there's some people out there that don't have half the talent, however, uh, twice as far or if not ten times as far as I am in the music industry, do you know what I mean? So it's it's more of a thing of, I feel like, regardless of talent, marketing marketing is literally all you need. And it's, it's so diluted at the moment in time with Instagram and TikTok and everything else. There's so many people that do the same thing. Like we have a thing in Bradford at the moment and it's baseline artists. I don't know if you've ever heard of a baseline song. Um, no, I haven't heard of that before. But there's so many people that do the same genre and do the same thing, and they get hundreds of thousands, millions of views. And I'm sat here, and I'm getting maybe a couple thousand. You know, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's whatever's trending. But at the end of the day, it's kind of it's one of those things where I know that I can I can I'm as versatile as I can be. You know, I can sing on anything. And I know that that genre eventually is going to die out one day and I'll still be going, I'll still be cracking on and singing and doing whatever else I can. But it's, it's, it's just, I think, marketing is the biggest thing and it's so hard to get a hold of us to, to what to do, what's going to excite your audience, you know, what's going to keep people intrigued, what's going to keep people wanting to come back to your profile. Like, There's so much involved in it, which I think easier for bigger people because they've got someone to do all that for them. But when you're doing it yourself, it's so hard because you've got to recognise trends and and what's going on. And there's so many different social media platforms that you've got to know exactly what's happening on each one. It's it gets it gets a little bit much sometimes, and it's I think that's why it's so hard for smaller artists because they get drowned out by everything else.
0: That's true, and it kind of leads into a question I had for you about like having a conversation with someone who'd be important in the industry or celebrity, if you could sit down with like any, maybe three celebrities or important figures in the world and kind of talk about the current state of the media and entertainment and music, do you know what three people you want to sit with and what do you think y'all might be able to discuss together?
1: Three celebrities I'd sit with? um, I think first of all, I think I would want to speak to Teddy Swims. I love him. Teddy Swims has got an amazing voice. Very, very talented man. Um, and I and I I think I I think I'd just want to kind of get his insight and just to understand because he he started doing the same thing that I did, and he, he he absolutely rocketed. He blew up, and I think I'd I think I'd want to speak to him about how he's done it, and you know, and kind of. Maybe get some maybe get a few tips off him if I if I can. Um but then just kind of just, just speak about how, how he's found it, like his struggles in the in the industry. And um yeah, just I probably I probably want advice from Teddy Swims if I'm honest.
0: I love him. I mean he's his album is amazing as well oh, that he just
1: released. Crazy, crazy good. The man has got so much soul. And I I, I like I get told a lot that I've got a lot of soul and i'm just some little some little kid from bradford you know but i pride myself on being able to sing well and have have a bit of soul you know i love it absolutely can't get enough of it and he's, he's a good, he's like a big inspiration for me is teddy swim so yeah he definitely will be on my checklist
0: awesome now can you think of two other people that you might want to talk with as well
1: i think kanye west this might be a little bit of uh I don't know a little bit of a surprise, but yeah, Kanye West? And I think I think because he's got a lot of he's got a lot of information, and despite what the how the media portrays him, I think he's quite an intelligent man, and I think he would be able to explain quite a few things to me. Um, and I think I think to be fair he's, he's king is the king of entertainment and the media. Whatever he does is always everywhere. you know he goes out and he he literally the other day went and took a photo of his wife outside. And there were news articles about it absolutely everywhere. Kanye West taking photos of his new wife. And it was like, if I did that in public, people wouldn't even bat an eyelid. But because it's Kanye West, it's on the mainstream media, it's on the news. I think that's baffling. I'm probably just kind of, I'd speak to him about the downsides of being so prevalent in the media as well. Because obviously every artist strives to be... Fabe, like for me, I want to be a household name, so I think it'd be a good insight as to how media actually affects you, and, and you know how the entertainment industry affects the, a person. Because I know he's had a few breakdowns and whatnot, which is everyone does. It's just ostracised because he's famous. That's it. So I think I think looking at the negative side of the media and and being a celebrity, um, I think I'd definitely like to speak to Kanye West about that.
0: Okay. I like that and so for me if i had to choose some individuals um i've met one of my favorite artists actually just a few weeks ago um tori kelly who i'm a huge fan of okay i like Um, tori kelly oh my god she is amazing and she's one of the nicest people i've ever met in person as well Um, but i will say like having that opportunity to kind of see her and just to kind of, well, I would love to talk to her about her experiences before American Idol and her experiences after. And just her life after her, you know, health scare that she had recently. And thank, thank God that she survived and it wasn't anything that, you know, is going to cause hopefully long-term issues with her moving forward. But she is someone who I've always admired. I admire her strength. I admire how amazingly talented she is. And just releasing her own music, you know, being able to go through other artists and being on top shows and I mean things that people have always dreamed of she's accomplished a lot of it and then even now being you know a character in the movie Sing and being one of the the, of course one of the main artists in that movie but just to have the opportunity to just really sit down with her further than what I did with the meet and greet and be able to really dive deep into her mind and learn more about her experiences like she's just a chill person so she'll be one I think number two for me is to toss up. I would definitely still love to sit down with Barack Obama. I mean, because I feel like he broke down a lot of barriers and he discussed a lot of things. And, and as a person of color and the experiences that I go through on a day-to-day basis, I can only imagine on a, on a bigger scale of what he experienced having to be the president of the United States and then making so many changes and and trying his best to to bring the country together, at least at that time, for what we were going through after our experiences four years prior. And so for me, that will be something I would love to just sit down with him and and go into, like what went into his writing his books and being able to build a strong relationship with Michelle and with his two daughters and and being in the limelight in that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think the third person is kind of difficult because I love a lot of different people in different aspects. But I would really love to sit down with Tyler Perry. Like, I'm a huge Tyler Perry fan, and okay. he's a native of New Orleans, and that's where I grew up. And just being able to sit down with him and kind of talk about his experiences and how he's been able to have his own, you know, Black Hollywood is what, what he's been creating in Atlanta, and how he's been able to, you know, not only do mainstream, but also do things on a smaller scale with him you know, volunteering and giving money to different organizations and stuff that he does in private that a lot of people really don't know that he has done for many people around the world. I would love to just sit down and go into his brain and realize, how did you go from Medea and those plays to where you are now and just creating such a platform that many people do admire today? So yeah. those are the three I would choose.
1: That's sick. I like them. mm. I think the majority of of mine would just be musicians, if I'm honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. I feel like, well, music is something that that is healing for me. So when I listen to artists and when I'm on Instagram, especially when I see out of sponsored artists or people like you who are doing covers and doing your original stuff and just sharing, I just love that. Like, it inspires me to see, you know, someone who is, you know, fast-forwarding to another stage in their career but you know this is a start for you and i just can't wait to see you 10 years from now and be able to see all the progress you've made and seeing you as the artist that i know you're going to become so i, I just love to see that progression in in an artist for sure
1: yeah i appreciate that man that's the, that's the whole that's the whole aim of it really isn't it? you know to to kind of just progress i do it all the time though i reflect quite a lot on like looking back at my first youtube video you know I was holding a microphone. The camera quality was bad, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I mean, even 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 how I recorded the video, like it, it went in landscape, it were in portrait, so it didn't even fill the screen. I didn't have like a description on YouTube. I didn't have anything like my, my cover art and I didn't even have a thumbnail or anything. And, like, recently, like, I've got thumbnails. The camera quality is beautiful. The lighting's beautiful. I'm doing all my nice – I've got nice transitions. I've got things that pop up and remind people to subscribe. I've got – I've just I've just done as much research as I can to just to, – to, to better my, my kind of social etiquette as well, really, just to kind of, you know, be as good as I possibly can be and look as professional as I can be. Because I think there's nothing worse than, you know – going on YouTube and seeing someone's recorded a song sat in the bedroom and, you know, it's off a it's off an iPhone 8, the camera quality is awful, the recording quality is awful. Like, I like to, I tell people I'm a professional singer, I can't, <coughs> can't release something if it's not done professionally, can I?
0: Absolutely, and I think that's a great quality that you do have. Like you said, that's what drew me to a lot of your, your music. And I will say, like, that plays a big role when you listen to quality artists because there is a huge difference um, when you see, and, and that comes with time, and like I said, that also will come with more experience, and you get a chance to look back and see, oh, wow, this went well, this could have gone different, but you know, this is the media, and I always say, as an artist, you have to be able to go on the fly with anything, there's times when you can have the perfect, They use an example like Beyonce with her Renaissance tour, they had a lot of hiccups that I've seen videos where with the mic went out, this went out, and she's one of the best artists in the world, and Things are going to happen. So, you have to just kind of remind yourself to kind of go with the flow, see what can change, and just not let it consume you. If something doesn't, if it goes awry, then you can say, hey, you know what? I did the best I could, and you know, I can always maybe do better next time. It's just a great, great lesson. Yeah. So, I have only two more questions for you. I'm going to combine these last two for you, Chris. So, can you tell us what's next for you? And the second part of that question is, How can our listeners find you
1: online? Um, What's next for me? Um, I'm going to be gigging more, 100% for sure. Um, I've got some more brilliant music coming out. I think at the moment in time, what's quite surprising is when I first started doing covers... I kind of got to a point where I stopped doing covers as much because I wanted to release my own music and I wanted people to get addicted to my music instead of just a cover Um, but quite recently I've had quite a few producers message me and say ah this is a really good cover can you send me the vocals for it and I've had I think there's two now that I've sent out that have come back and they sound absolutely insane so I think instead of working with rappers because I tend to do that quite a lot and it's it's a very Bradford thing because where I live, there's a lot of rappers. It, like, there's a Everyone wants to be a rapper and everyone's a rapper. Um, and there's not very many singers, especially that can sing as high as me. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in a nice little niche place at the moment as it is anyway. Um, but I think working with less rappers, focusing in more on my own music, you know, getting, I've had some really good responses from some of my originals I've released recently. Um, and then yeah, just, just working with producers instead of rappers, because I feel like these producers they, they kind of go under the radar a little bit, but they've got some amazing talent and the way they produce and I've sent I sent one over to a guy called Mitch Collins, a good friend of mine, um, and I sent him a cover and he sent it back within a couple of hours and it sounded so different but so amazing at the same time. Like it's it blew my mind. I thought, how has he done that? <laughs> it just sounds ridiculously good. So I think working with more producers, focusing more on my own music and music wise you can find me everywhere um I'm on spotify apple mute everywhere you can imagine i'm I'll be there just search chris Nichols um YouTube is the one where I'm, I'm trying to push the most. I'm just almost at fourteen hundred subs um which has been quite a good milestone for me because I remember when i were I were on two hundred and fifty subscribers. And it's taken me a year to get to where I am now, so I've gained just over a thousand subs. Um, so my YouTube is the most important thing for me at the moment. You can catch me on Instagram, Chris Nichols Music, Facebook, Chris Nichols Music, TikTok, Chris Nichols Official, um, even Snapchat, Chris Nichols Music. Again, I just try to keep everything nice and simple, so it's all the same. Um, so you can find me wherever you go.
0: Well, I'm just so glad I found you on Instagram. I'm so elated to have this opportunity to learn more about you and your career that's just flourishing. And I'm just glad that I was a part of this with you and being able to make time. Thank you for making time to be here on the show and tell us more about your life. And so I'm hoping in the future I can have you to come back once you have some more new music coming out. If you ever want to promote anything or share anything with me, I am here 100% to help make sure that your name becomes a household name if there's anything i can do to help i want to be here to
1: support you in that journey yeah no problem man and i appreciate you having me on man it's a blessing like some like things like this happen very spontaneously for me do you want to jump on a podcast or can we have a video call and i'm always down to do it because I love speaking to new people and, you know, and, and I just appreciate it massively. I'm not a huge artist, I know that, but, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you and just, just let you know that I, uh, I appreciate you wanting me on the podcast, man. Like, it's, it's an honour.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate it. The honour is definitely mine. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, I thank you so much, Chris, for being here on Black Canvas and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.
1: Thank you, my brother, and yourself.
0: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Take care.